Hello, Maverick fans. Welcome to another edition of the Mav Puck Cast. Thank you again for tuning in. My name is Jason. And I am John. And we just watched a really good hockey game. Yes, we did. Another really good hockey game. Because this has been not just the UNO games, but the multitude of stuff that they've done in the pod here coming into the final weekend, I have just been overly impressed with. It it's exciting hockey. All of the, you know, there's been very few blowout games. Th- things are close. We've had overtimes and shootouts and 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 different teams stuff. different teams winning. It hasn't always been predictable. And and some of the underdog teams have had some some real success so far, which has been kind of cool, you know. Yeah, and there's been some movement in national polls and stuff with Omaha coming into the top 20, uh, St. Cloud moving up, you know, Denver dropped down, North Dakota dropped down a little bit. Um, I think Duluth has dropped down, but just mostly because of what the other teams have done uh, in their conferences and stuff. So it's nice to see the conference performing at the level that we always expect the NCHC to perform at. Yeah, it's been a neat deal. It, it almost makes you, as I mentioned before, it almost makes you wish that they could have some sort of like holiday festival in future years when we're not dealing with, you know, raging global pandemics. And I not something this long, obviously, because people would be ticked and, and the schools would be ticked because they'd be giving up home games and home revenue. But it would be cool if they could do some like little showcase or something with like a few of the teams like once a season at one of the campus sites and it would rotate around every year. And it'd be kind of fun to have that either like a, like a weekend or during the, the Christmas break, like maybe like a, a week or something of a few games. It'd be, it'd be kind of fun. It'd be fun. I, you know, I miss the days in NCAA hockey where it was tournament based, you know, there used to be a time where you'd have conference games and sprinkled in between conference games you would go for a weekend to play uh you know go to the northeast and you'd play uh new hampshire and maine and you know quinnipiac or something yeah you do one of those little trips and uh and uno i remember in the past did those and it's been a long time since they've had one of those like road yeah. swings out to the New England states. And uh, it was But it was fun. always nice. Yeah, it was always nice because you got to see a team that you probably didn't get to see. Yeah. And you got that little bit of like, you know, next level competitive edge in that oftentimes it was, you know, you, you come out, for example, I remember Denver doing that Northeastern swing. Um, I, I think the tournament was even called the Nor'easter at the time. Uh, <laughs> it's just funny. Um, and we saw Northeastern, the first game, and it was the winner played the, of our game played the winner of the next game. And, you know, it was like this mini tournament or something. And you, there was a trophy and I'm sure there was bragging rights and, and whatnot and stuff. And, um, you know, Denver had one for, for a long time. The, yeah, the we Rocky actually. Mountain showcase. And, and then the, the Denver Cup. And we actually. And we, then the Denver Cup. Yeah, we, we went and I do they still I think they still do. They still do the Denver Cup. I don't, I don't think so. Because we're in the conference, and we have been since we uh, joined the WCHA back in 2010, um, 
We haven't gotten to go out there. Bridget and I went out a couple times, and that was a lot of fun. And I remember when UNO, obviously, for many years, they had the Maverick Stampede to start the season. And that was when we were the travel partner of Alaska Fairbanks. So we got a couple of exempted games because we had to travel outside the continental United States to play. And there were a lot of fun teams for that. I mean, it was a great opportunity to see teams you rarely got to see, as you were saying. It was it was fun to get to see Boston College come to Omaha and you would have a team like Niagara and, and you know, just, just a lot of some of those kind of like, I remember um, Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute came to town and it's like, how often are they going to come to Omaha to play hockey? So I love right. that thing. And, and ultimately they ended up getting rid of it, but I would love to see them uh, get back to doing like a, like a holiday tournament or a, even the, the early season tournament. Cause I think that those things are a lot of fun. And I think it wouldn't be something that would be too difficult. I think you've proven a that Baxter can handle it, so that would be one thing. Yeah. Um, but then you know you could also do something cool like, all right, you know, have a partnership with, um, I don't know, Boston since you mentioned Boston College or something like, have, you know, have Boston in and say, okay, we'll go out to Boston. They can put on a tournament. We'll go there for their tournament every year. They'll come here every year for our tournament. So we always know that Boston's in the tournament. They get to pick a team that we get to play, and we get to pick a team that they get to play. And the hope is, is that you see Boston in the second game every year or something, you know. See, they, um, they but need, just have that travel partner kind of thing. They need. And, they need to just allow us to participate in the bean pot, you know. Die <laughs> so like you talk about bucket list things. Bucket list for me is to go see. B-U-B-C in the bean pot. Like, I just, I'm a hockey fan, so I will, most people who know me well know me, I, I will watch, I will go watch Mite Hockey, just for some stupid reason, I will just go watch hockey. Like, I just, I like watching hockey, I don't care what level, but that's one of those, like, just the, the idea of being able to see <laughs> B-U-B-C is, like, totally a bucket list thing, and someday I'm just going to bite the bullet and say... I'm doing it was not going to be this year, even if we had the, <laughs> it didn't have the pandemic, but yeah. And I, you know, I remember, I remember the Michigan schools as part of their college hockey at the Joe programming. Uh, they had the, they've had the great lakes invitational over the years. And I always thought that would be a fun thing to participate in. Those are just kind of, it would be kind of fun. You're just speaking of the, the bean pod and the great lakes invitation. It would be kind of fun if obviously we don't have teams like really close to us, like some of those schools, but it would be cool if we banded together with some of the other schools kind of here in the region and did a, a fun thing like that. You know, a couple of Western teams versus a couple of Eastern teams. It'd be fun. Or I think the most obvious one to me is, Minnesota State, Mankato, right? Yeah, yeah. They're not in the same conference. We don't typically get to see them. They have the same mascot. You know, it's just, it seems like you we, know, that we, would we be play, a prime opportunity. We play for that. Uh, we still play for that spirit of the Maverick Award with them. It's still at somebody's campus site. We just haven't played them for a while. And and yeah. that's always a fun matchup. So, yeah, that would be kind of a cool one to do. So, so yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully I, maybe I someday, just, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see the NCAA get back to that. Maybe the maybe UNO can make that happen. Maybe this is uh, the spark that lights that fire. Because since it would they've be pretty shown cool. what a great job they can do hosting this, and you've got the lo uh, the lodging close by and everything else, it'd be good. Plus, if if 
you know, there's there's flu or something going around. We have, we have the we have the medical facilities here that will allow us to test people and all that stuff. So there you go. So after that rant about what we'd like to see changes, <laughs> let's talk about the game that we saw. Yes. Um, first period, I think. I think you agree from the text going back and forth. It wasn't the best outing for UNO. We looked out of whack. Yeah. In particular, the first five minutes were awfully difficult on Seville because Minnesota Duluth was, you know, buzzing around our net for that period. And it was looking very likely that something was going to go in on net. And I, I think, they just looked like they were going through the motions out there. I don't know if they were tired. I don't know if it was just midweek malaise. I don't know if because they played Something so many finals week, yeah. finals week. I don't know if it's because they played so many late games that this is the time of day that they normally take a nap to, you know, kind of <laughs> refill the refill the batteries for those late games. I don't know. But but it, it looked it looked a little bit ugly out there. And then. We get a power play, and I'm thinking, okay, well, let's get let's get back on our horses. You know, we're gonna do this. And we're on the power play. This is what we need to kind of gather some some uh, momentum out of this. And unfortunately, in short work, Swainy for Duluth nets a shorthanded goal, and I'm thinking, oh, here we go. <laughs> I really yeah. thought that that was gonna just bury us, and and Duluth put. You know, they they pushed back after that trying to get, you know, a second one. You know, I think Omaha to their credit were able to skate out of the first period just down the goal. Uh, but yeah, that was that was an unfortunate broken play that, you know, ended up with a good pass across the seam to Sweeney. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh it was Yeah, it was ugly and I didn't know at that point how things were gonna go. It 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 felt a little bit like the game against Miami that we lost one to nothing at that point. It just it, it just didn't seem like we had the jump, um, that we had the energy in our step that we normally do. So I don't know what was going on. I have no idea. I could tell Jason via text was not happy. He was not happy. I yeah, I was not happy. That was not <laughs> that was not a good period for us, but Second period comes. Unfortunately, I'm thinking this isn't good because we typically don't play well in the second period. Yeah, we've uh, we've had our ups and downs in the second period for sure uh, in recent games. So, so you were concerned. You were concerned, and uh, I know I was concerned. And I just think that this was a tough one, tough one in this period because you're hoping to get something. You're hoping to get the equalizer, and it just didn't happen for UNO. No, and unfortunately, we dig a little bit of a hole. Uh, Swainy gets another goal. Um, right at that point, and, there. And at, we're, yeah. <laughs> at that point, we're talking about him getting the hat trick. He had a You're really good game. You're starting to wonder. Yep. <laughs> is he going to go one? Two, is he going to go one, two, three, and get it in the third? Is he going to get it now? I was like, and he had a couple good opportunities towards the end of the second too. So I'm thinking, oh, we're just. Uh, I mean, we didn't play. I wouldn't say that we played bad. It just, no. things were just weren't clicking. Things just weren't clicking. And we weren't getting any sort of sustained pressure 
in our offensive zone. And that that's the thing. I What I would say is, I, I mean, we were outshot both periods, but we did not get very many good looks on net. And as we talked about before, we're the kind of team that really a lot of our scoring opportunities come in transition. And not only were we not getting those opportunities, but when we did set up uh, in Minnesota Duluth's defensive zone, we just weren't getting that many good looks at the net. Some opportunities, but not as many as we'd been getting in recent games. Right, and we talked about that in a previous podcast about you know they need to have more of a uh, an eye for the net and do a better job of finding ways to get around screens, getting pucks to net, getting bodies to net, uh, and we just we just really weren't doing that at at all like there's and passes were off and things were behind and in player skates it just top to bottom it just wasn't great no it really was not so the third period comes at this point i don't know what's i will say uh, full disclosure since we're superstitious early on in the game and i can't remember if it was after Duluth's first goal or not jolene who the last two games had sat in the basement I think the last game anyway had sat in the basement to help <laughs> UNO's fortunes. And you know what? She notified us by text. She's like, just so you know, I'm working. So uh, I'm not sitting down in the basement. That might have been the first sign of trouble. I was wearing a pair of glasses I don't normally wear. So during the second intermission, I went and put my contacts in finally. So. <laughs> oh, I mean, man, we're a superstitious bunch. I mean, it seemed to, I mean, it seemed to help. I think. I don't know, but Jolene did not go down to the basement at that point. So it was still precarious early on in the third. We were worried. We weren't sure how it was going to go. Duluth's an awfully good team. It's tough when you're down 2-0. They've had good goaltending from sophomore Fanti during this entire pod hockey format. So so we weren't sure what was going to happen. And then, U- but... and then UNO benefited from a five-minute major penalty. And say there was, and it was a weird, like I was, I don't know, when I went and watched it, I was, I guess I was just following the play and I didn't really see what it was that they were initially reviewing. And then they kicked him out and they showed the replay and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that was so far behind the play. What were you thinking? Yeah, I'll right? take it. I mean, finally one goes our way, but I'm just like, I didn't even see what they were, what the original call was just because the camera was following behind the net and I just didn't see anything that I thought was, you know, all that bad and certainly puck, not warranted the puck them was, going into the box. By that point, the puck was someplace else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they had a good look at it. And when you watch the replay of it, it, it certainly was, you know, contact to the head with, with the puck gone. And it was, there was just no reason to make contact at all, let alone to the head. And we make pretty quick work of it. Well, we were like 10 seconds into the power play and Chase gets his, uh, gets his goal on the power play. Yes, he did. And we had some other opportunities on the power play as well. Um, but that obviously was the uh, the one that went in. And Chase Primo had had a good game. He had been one of the players who had looked good throughout the first two periods. So uh, good for him. He cuts it. It's two to one at that point. Now I will have yeah, to. His, yeah, his you know his line with Weiss and uh, and Ward was certainly 
you know, the one line that seemed to be getting production in the first and second periods when he didn't look were. And right. I think a lot of that's just Primo just knowing where to go and, and his demeanor at center just, you know, seems to really kind of make that line. And, um, and so, yeah, it was good to see him, you know, get one in. And then we take a couple penalties unfortunately which uh ends the five minute power play for us and actually ends up putting us for a short period of time on the penalty kill but the penalty kill for uno has been a bright spot this pretty much in this entire uh nchc pod i've been very impressed with their ability to, when they go a man down to uh fight and battle and stay in lanes and do the right thing yeah and and one of the big ones and this was one of the ones that fans were talking about a lot on twitter and I think that this came during the five the the um, the five minute power play, um, but I don't. But maybe not. It may not be. I texted for confirmation. Bridget said she didn't think so. So there was a great opportunity where Jack Randall pops it into the net. The puck was out. It was outside of the crease, but the ref who could not see where the Every, where the, the player was, where the puck was, had gone ahead and blown his whistle. And most fans online, UNO, Denver, other teams' fans, thought that they blew it a little bit too soon. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those... The rule... The refs are supposed to blow it dead when they can't see the puck. And right. Unfortunately, I don't think... I don't know which ref was down behind the net, but he needed some help from the other referee because the other referee should have been able to see that the puck was loose and should have yelled and waved it off. I don't know if he just, if he didn't, the other guy ignored it or what, but it just didn't seem like the refs were on the same page with that one because it certainly was a case of that puck was loose and it wasn't a UNO player on top of their goaltender. Um, there were, there were more Duluth players laying down on their goaltender than there was one uh, UNO player. So um, I don't the, think you can make that argument, but it is what it is. It is what it is. You can't do anything but... about that. That would have been great. Uh, that would have been a great opportunity for UNO. At some point along the way, and this is where I get to tease Jason a little bit, at some point along the way, we're texting Jason and Jolene about something, and then Jolene sends us a video of themselves outside on the homemade ice rink that Jason made. It's finally gotten cold enough for that. They were out there skating and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> what the hell's go we have to do a podcast later. And Jason wants me to carry game analysis here by myself. At third. <laughs> you could tell it was a frustrating game. We didn't know what was going to happen at that point. I'm see I'm seeing video on my TV of two teams playing. I'm seeing video on my phone of, Jason, Jolene, and the girls skating on the outdoor rink. I don't know what's going on at this point. I'm just, at this point, I'm like, boy, it's, you can tell it's, it's, it, normally we have burnout that happens. It usually happens like in March, but <laughs> apparently it's happened in mid-December because we've done so many games the last few days <laughs> and we've watched so many games where just our eyes are starting to glaze over. To be honest, it was after the first two periods. I was like, you know what? I've got I've got to go out and just like skate <laughs> off some steam because I wasn't happy. 
And did you? Get, I thought I was gonna make it. I thought I was gonna make it in back inside in time to see, but I think we were like three or four minutes behind or something by the time we got back in. I was gonna say, um, did you go out? So during clearly, the- I need a better uh, time, or I just need to. What I really need to do is I just need to take the TV outside and hang it up on the wall, and then I can just you know skate and well, watch hockey at the same time. Yeah, and obviously your your rink's on the side of your house, but if you could find a way to put it somewhere so it was near the patio, you could mount a TV out there and then have that yeah. thing on. That would be great. Did you guys go out during the second intermission then? Yeah, we went out during that, the second that's, intermission. That's what I figured. So, yes, I'm, I thought I would tease you for that because it's like <laughs> now I'm going to have to remember all these nitty-gritty details and, and – you know, the, the stats aren't always immediately online because we record this generally right after the game. So I'm like, what the heck? They're outside skating? What? I mean, if, if you want to talk about whether fans should be at the games or whether people should wear masks at game, I could talk about that for hours by myself. Just hit record and, and I'm ready has. to go. But, but, uh, but otherwise, I so thankfully Bridget texted texted those guys and they – so I don't know what I don't know what was in the air or the drinking water out in West Omaha today. I have have no idea. But thankfully, Jason did come back in, and thankfully he could. And clearly, it worked. Like getting out on the ice, just it got us back in the groove. <laughs> we we scored a, we scored a goal we while get, you were out there. Yeah, maybe you yeah because that quick that quick strike by uh, Primo was uh, the one that we missed. Well, that we missed live. I mean, I went back and started the the third from the beginning and watched it all. But we were, we were, like I said, a couple minutes behind. Maybe, maybe you should have stayed out there just off and should have just stayed out there just a little, you should have just stayed out a little bit longer, Jason. Just so we could have longer. gotten the equalizer earlier. Yeah. <laughs> now. Yeah. Instead we had to wait until about two thirds of the way through. And uh, then Taylor Ward nets his, which was. I'm very, really, very, really nice play. Very happy for him. Very, very happy for him. I think he's I think he's going to get get going here in the next couple of games and I think this is this is going to open up the spigot. The goals are going to start flowing and uh, I was very excited to see him get the get that goal because he'd had a good game up until that point as well. He and Primo both had both were really solid players in tonight's game. So it's 2 to 2 that point and you're thinking anything could happen. You had no idea what was going to happen. Ultimately we did not get uh, a regulation uh, win in the third period, although we had our opportunities in the last two minutes of play. We had some good opportunities, um, but yeah, couldn't get it and then went into overtime. And, you know, the best thing was, and this is the thing that really frustrates me about our power play. Just it's been okay at times, but I mean, I think we finished like 15, 18% or something tonight. I mean, we just, we really need a power play that's clicking over 20% and we don't have it right now. Uh, but we get a, <laughs> for fans that maybe haven't caught up or something, it's three on three overtime. We get a power play less than a minute into the overtime and we're skating four on three, which with our team and our skill sets, and and that that's a lot of space for our guys to get creative with, um, and I really thought that that was going to be the end of it. I really thought we were going to find a way to get that power. Play I goal did in too. Overtime. So, uh, unfortunately, it didn't happen. But I thought so too. No. I thought when we got that, yeah, that was going to be a great opportunity. So, we went to our first 
shootout. So we uh, ultimately, yeah. in, in the record book, it went down as a tie because the uh, three-on-three five-minute overtime uh, ended two-to-two. But in order to determine the extra conference point, we went to our first shootout of the season. And that was a pretty entertaining shootout. If you like shootouts, this was a good one to watch. <laughs> I believe I said it in one of the other podcasts. I'm not a huge fan of the shootout, but it was exciting. Yeah. It was definitely exciting. I think what we end uh UNO ends up pulling it out. <laughs> the the hero of the game, Chase Primo, was Yep. Primo. The hero of the game. I mean he what was it? Was it was he were we in eight? I think. I'm trying. I think we were because we were was in our round seven. I'm trying to think. We were. Yeah, we'd already done the the first round. So yeah, what? Where were we? We were. We'd already done the first six skaters. Was it in? Was it eight? It was I think it was round eight. Right? Seven. Was it eight? I I can't remember. I'm if it was remember. Round did seven did or round one eight, of but... the did one of the Duluth guys? I don't know. And I'm here on the UNO right site. Before, right before Primo scores the, the winner uh, was the one that Duluth came in and tried to beat Seville glove side with kind of a little flip play that a lot of people apparently reading Twitter uh, thought that it was in. But when you watch the replay, it hits the post and comes right back underneath uh oh yeah it was so it it was so fast it was like it was like you saw the puck go behind him and you just you assumed there that all right let's look i don't know let's see what okay i'm looking here so we got the chase i would say does someone have it because i don't remember seeing it on anything but yeah that that was that was uh Okay, so UFD shooter loses the puck. Again, I'm going by Bridget's tweets here. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you had Chase. Before that, you had the UMD shooter. Bremer was denied before that. So Conley had a beautiful, his shot in that in that uh, shootout. His, this thing was gorgeous. I did not think he was going to get it. Beautiful, beautiful one. So yeah. yeah, nobody's nobody's got stats for me. As we're t- you know, you have one job, guys. Update the box score. Let's get all that update because I I gotta tell you though, their live stats th- thing is just it's a pain in the ass. Ever since we've been doing these podcasts, I'm just gonna it's a little aside, but every time I look at this live stats thing, you click on something and then you lose where you were. It's just it's come on, sidearm sports, come on, Learfield. Let's get this thing. Ugh. Drives me nuts. Anyway, yes. Okay, back to the continue. Well, to that point, like on NHL sites and stuff that, that when they go to the shootouts, you know, they're usually pretty good. Not pretty good. They do put in there, you know, right away what skater were they successful. So you know what round and that stuff. I wish someone would do that because I don't know anyone who puts that out there. Um, right. Like USCHO doesn't and then college hockey news doesn't. So be nice if one of those organizations said you know what we could put that on there that's not too hard then we would we would be able to recall that better 
um, on our podcast. So yeah, help us it, out, people. It's it's hard to remember. That's why you put the stats out there. You don't just put it out there for, you know. You know what someone's going to say. Someone's going to say we just need to start keeping our own stats and then we don't have to worry about someone else. Uh, you know, I guess I guess we could. Boy, I don't know. If I had to take notes during these games, that would make <laughs> become like a work assignment or something but, but that would probably <laughs> that would probably be helpful um if we did so basically what what we know here folks is that chase primo got the shootout winning goal and it was redemption for him uh because he had had a i think he had had a an, an opportunity in overtime to get uh the game winning goal and it just went off uh, the UMD goaltender, it went off Fanti's skate, it looked like, um, at the side of the net. So that was a, that was, you know what, for their first shootout, that was, that was great. They get the extra points. So they got two points out of this and Jason, tell us what's going on in the standings at this point. Unless they, unless, uh, well, unless they don't have the standings updated, in which case, <laughs> That puts us, point-wise at least, that puts us in second place. Uh, St. Cloud, North Dakota play. So one of those teams will, at least one of those teams will leap ahead of us. But, um, it, you know, it puts us in a good position, right? Like we've talked about this in the in the past podcasts about, you know, what was going to be successful coming out of the pod and how many games we wanted to win and, you know, who we thought they'd get the wins through. If you go back and listen to uh, one of the episode right before the pod, you know, we talk about looking at who we're playing, where we think the wins are going to come from, and what we think their record's going to be coming out of it. And I don't know that either of us really saw wins against Duluth just because that team is a perennial yep. powerhouse in the conference. <clears throat> uh, so it's really good to be able to get points there. Now, you know, looking ahead, we've got... Um, Western Michigan, and we've got Carroll College coming. And so those are two teams that you're now expected to beat, and we need to, you know, make sure that we take care of business there and ideally walk away with two wins there. Um, but those are those are yeah. two those are two games that we could very easily lose. Oh yeah, you know I mean Carroll College is playing really good uh, considering everything that they've been through and the late entry to the pod and all that stuff. For them to be sitting ahead of Denver, well, I guess not in points-wise, but in, in points-per-game ratio that uh, College Hockey News is using uh, and USCHO is using. But it just in raw points, I mean, to be sitting ahead of Western Michigan and Miami, they're in a good spot. Well, and, and So they're yeah. going to be knowing that, that they need wins to maintain their positions. So they're well, not going to be easy games. And you look, we put 10 goals up on Western. And we put six goals up on Colorado College, so you would you would assume that we would be the favorite in those games. But those uh, those two teams have had their struggles during the pod format, and so I'm sure right. they're going to be gunning for us. And if we play like we did today, for the, especially the first two periods, anything's possible in those games. So, uh, I say. So you just never know. Yeah, who knows? So it'll be good games to watch. But I like Should we do players of the Yes, but like you said, I just just to add to the the on the standings, it's great to see them competitive and competing for those top top four spots. Whatever happens, you want to see a team that's in the mix. And and in recent seasons we haven't been in the mix. So it's great to be in the mix. So Yeah, and in that conversation of of who's the top team in the NCHC. So Yep, exactly. So players of the game. <clears throat> players of the um, game. 
You went first last week, so I get to go first this week, right? Yes. So I get to take the the no brainer, Chase Primo. <laughs> yes. You could chase, and and the, the 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 biggest thing is that that's one of Jason's favorite players. I know Primo is. He wears my number thirteen. There we go. Chase Primo had a terrific game, so that is an excellent pick. Now you get the hard part of who. Do yeah, you think now now I've now I've got to pick the. You know, an obvious choice would be Taylor Ward. He had a great okay. game. You picked Taylor Ward in our last podcast a few days ago. So there's that. I could go with Isaiah Seville. You know, while it wasn't like one of those shutout kind of games, he really kept us in the game during the first two periods. And that was that was a key because honestly, after those two periods, we could have been down, you know, four to nothing at that point, And it would have been impossible to uh, claw our way out of that. So, you know what? I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with Isaiah Seville. In net, it's the second gold goaltender in a row that I've uh, picked. I picked Roden the uh, other night uh, against St. Cloud for getting the uh, 2-0 shutout. But I'm going to go with Isaiah Seville because he had some hellacious saves, some terrific saves, and um, always a good, solid goaltender in there. Um, one of the best in the conference, one of the best in the country, and uh, one of the best we've seen in recent years on UNO's roster. So I'm going to go with Seville with uh, with a with a close second to Taylor Ward. It seems like he's getting back on track, and it's it's good to see the junior doing well because he's a uh, uh, he's a a really important player on this roster. So it's good to see him get going. The other player that we've seen a lot from is Weiss. Absolutely. And- yep. He played a really good game. He got yep. assists on on the goal, and I think you know even the the goal that he didn't get an assist on on uh, um, Ward's goal. Uh, I mean, it, he was he was a driving force on that goal. Uh, so he wasn't on the score sheet, but I mean, if you watch the game, it's hard to say that he wasn't um, playing you know, some of his better hockey. And so that's, I think that's a good sign for us. And, and that line seems to be really gelling Ward with Primo and Weiss. So. Yep. He's really come into his own this season. He's been really good uh, during these pod games. So um, kudos to him. I, uh, he's one, one of the players you and I've liked, and I think his game has become more refined this season. Yeah. He's, we don't, we don't see the guy who's trying to, you know, dangle defenseman and and do all that kind of stuff he's uh he knows uh he knows what he needs to do and he's putting the puck uh in a position uh, uh for a goal to be scored whether he's uh putting it on net or he's uh putting it in position for uh, one of his teammates so yep so we get thursday off friday we see another afternoon game against western michigan Yes. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. How do you feel about these afternoon games? I, could, I, as much as I didn't like recording the podcast at 11 o'clock at night, I, it's hard for me to get, you know, pumped up for these three thirty-five PM games. So it's, it's weird watching hockey when the sun's out kind of thing. It's like, um, wait a minute. <laughs> What's well, and then, and, then, and then Jason's tempted to, you know, go outside and skate on his personal outdoor rink. So, you know, we just, it, there's a lot of unpredictability during this thing. We have no, no idea what's going to happen, but it is, it's weird to, it's weird while the sun's out to, uh, to do that. So, but it's kind of a nice change of pace. We get to get this thing done early. So, yep, we got yeah. Western 
we get Western, one of one of our favorite teams to talk about. Something like that. <laughs> oh boy. You have some thoughts on what's going to go down on Friday? I have no idea what's going to go down on Friday. I think, you know, I think you look at Western. Western is always an enigma. I, you know, there are some games we dominate them, and then there are other games where, you know, they dominate us. This has been a tough pod format for them, but, you know, they've, gotten wins against St. Cloud and Colorado College in this. They lost two tough games against North Dakota and Denver coming into this. So I guess anything can happen. They're playing they're playing better hockey though. They can score goals. One player in particular seems to score goals in Omaha. This this will be the last time uh presumably I don't know what they're going to do for the postseason um in the conference if and when we get to that point um but this will be the last time we see western michigan in this regular season so uh are you shedding any tears over that because I'm, <laughs> I'm not i'm gonna say uno wins uh, we're not gonna have it's it's this is gonna be a tough one because we beat them 10 to 2 they're gonna be mad and they're gonna want to prove that that was a fluke when they play us this time I'm going to say that UNO, I'm going to say UNO ekes out a three to two win over Western Michigan. Your, your player in question getting your two goals. (laughs) Let's hope not. Let's hope, (laughs) but maybe because he seems to be the guy who's scoring for them uh, here in, uh, here in the pot at Baxter arena. So, he may Ethan, very well be. Yeah, Ethan Frank's a you know he's a good player. Um, yep. He seems that you know this is he grew up here, so it's yep. it's nice to come home, and I think that that familiarity of the surroundings and stuff, and and having friends and family here, you know, is certainly a comforting factor for him. Obviously, you know, in the pod, it doesn't um, matter probably as much necessarily, but. He's their he's their he lead. Is, you he's, know he's a talented guy. He's got a really good shot. Uh, he's a hard worker. So he's, their he's certainly lead. a guy I would like to see in a Mavs jersey. Even but he is their leading goal producer with five goals on the season, and he's got seven points overall, five goals, two assists. So he's uh he's doing well. And then you know two other players, Paul Washi and uh, Josh Pasolt, two other names that we hear a lot with that team, are also doing really well this season. So. Yeah, I, uh, I'm sure uh, Ethan Frank going out against the local team, the team that he grew up watching. I'm sure that he is uh, he's going to be loaded for bear. This is this is his last chance. This is exciting for him, exciting for him to show the the local fans, the people that he grew up with, what he's well, made of. In one last, he wants to send one final last goodbye to the UNO hockey fans and the UNO hockey team, the the program that spurned him. He's got something to prove, as he does in every game. And this is his last outing. He's a senior, so, yep. Well, I'm going to say that... I'm going to say that Ethan gets his hat trick in his, potentially, his last, you know, college hockey game in Omaha. I'm going to give the kid his hat trick and, and... 
you know, I really hope he gets it, but I'm picking the UNO to beat him five to three. So, <laughs> wow, Jason is so it's you know it's it's Christmas. It's it's the time of giving. So Jason's we. I don't know what's going on with him. He leaves the game to go skate outside in his home rink today, and he's picking one of our one of our kind of nemesis forwards in the nchc he's picking him to get a hat trick i don't know what's going on with this i don't know what's going on right now <laughs> who knows he gets what's... the hat trick but they still lose five to three that's a decent outing i think <laughs> if we stay on this podcast much longer jason's going to be saying that he hopes north dakota beats st cloud state tonight in the <laughs> in the uh in the uh second half of today's double header so no, yeah. we need St. Cloud to win, so we're rooting for St. Cloud. That's that's I am anyway. I don't know what Jason's doing, but so five to three. That's that that's the type of score that that seems like it could happen in a, a UNO Western game. So that may very well. It's uh, but Friday afternoon, so so you know, get your work done early if uh, if you're uh, if you go into the office. Put in for vacation time. <laughs> Take the just take the day off. Take the day off and enjoy some hockey. I mean, yeah. Use the excuse of UNO's playing at three thirty and see if your boss says yes. That's that's right. That's right. Got to got to got to support got to support the home team. So, yeah. That's right. Okay, Jason. I think that's all we've got for today. As always, be sure to follow Mad Puck on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook so you can find links to all of our social media at madpuck.com, as well as back episodes of this podcast. And we have recorded a lot of podcasts the last two and a half weeks. Yes, we have. It has been a marathon. So it's been fun, but it's kind of exhausting too. So until next time, until Friday afternoon, go Mavs. Go Mavs. Thank you.